When I was a youngster, my mother had a little bulletin board in the kitchen and she had a lot of things pinned on it. But one thing that stayed there for years was a little saying that I, that I always liked. It said something like this, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Now, as time goes on, I've learned that that's pretty famous. Uh, it's called the serenity prayer. It's really kind of what's referred to as been around for decades. It's generally credited to philosopher, theologian Reinhold Niebuhr. hope I'm pronouncing that right. Niebuhr was one of America's leading public intellectuals for several decades of the 20th century. 1964, he got the Presidential Medal of Freedom. But back to the saying, if you want to call it a prayer, or just a saying or just something to guide you, you know, great, whatever works for you. For me, though, it's about control. Some things we control, some things we can't. The wisdom comes from knowing what you can control, what's important to control, what you can't, and what you should just let go. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about control on uh, this week's Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Hey there, it's uh, Tim Patterson, and I am Trade Show Guy. I got a company called Trade Show Guy Exhibits, and every week I sit down in front of the computer and the microphone and, and talk about something which I think it's interesting that I've been pondering a little bit, and I'll tell you why I've been pondering the, the, the control part here. Uh, I'll often have guests, maybe about half the time or two-thirds of the time. Don't have one today. Looking forward to guests over the next few weeks, though, so we'll see if that happens. Uh, I've got a couple of books out, this one being uh, Trade Show Superheroes and Exhibiting Zombies. I also have one called Trade Show Success. Find them on Amazon. So when you think about it, control is an interesting concept, though, really. Uh, control is a general term, so let's narrow it down. Uh, you know, you get controls on a plane, controls in your car. They're all, controls is a verb, a transitive verb. It's, an, it's, a, it's a noun, lots of different things. Control is a concept, though. Uh, when we talk about control in a business sense, what does our business have control over? What can we change? What is beyond our control? Sometimes you control your place in the market. Sometimes you don't. There are things you control when you do like a SWOT analysis, for example. Uh, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. You assess those. Some things you can control. You can control your uh, strengths and weaknesses. You can't uh, really control all the opportunities you have, although possibly you could. You can't really control the threats you have. So control. You can look at it from a personal sense. What do we have control over in our lives and what don't we control? Or another way to look at it, when we're in a situation we don't feel in control, we get anxious, we get unsettled, like going into a job interview. <laughs> My 19-year-old son has had a couple of job interviews lately. We talked about it. He's, he doesn't like job interviews, but I say, you know, you're not in control. I understand that. Do the best you can under the circumstances. They'll ask questions you're not used to, but the more you do it, the more control you'll have over at least how you react to it. Uh, and if you heard, uh, you've heard the phrase, uh, out of control, that guy's out of control, man. Why can't he control himself? Or, or, or like the other uh, side, man, that guy's a real control freak. You know the type, someone who's obsessed with staying in control so much that he or she needs, uh, feels the need to control other people to take command of any situation. And of course, in organizations, there needs to be control. If there's no controls in place, things can get out of hand, as we know. Same in society. If we don't have controls in place, and we can argue forever about what controls we should or shouldn't have, but uh, if you don't have some form of rules or laws or controls or understandings, thing can, things can get rather chaotic uh, quickly. I got to thinking about this uh, this week, when images of the devastation from Hurricane Dorian started coming in from the Bahamas, and I thought, geez, it must be so unsettling to have no control 
over this. No control over how the storm will affect you. No control over how it will affect your home, your friends, your family. And after it's all over and the skies have cleared, you have no control, little to no control over how people can come to your assistance. You need that assistance. How do you get that assistance? You have no control. Loss of control can be very difficult for some people. I think it's worse for some people than others. I'm reminded of the movie Clockwise with John Cleese of Monty Python fame. He played a school headmaster who is obsessively organized and punctual, but the movie shows how he reacts not very well. Uh, when things fall apart one after another, he's invited to chair an important conference. He misses a train. Things get worse and worse. You know, it's very funny, very hilarious. Uh, but I think many of us can relate to the situation of wishing your organization skills would control things. And sometimes there's no way to control things at all. People want to control their images. Famous people pay other people lots of money to present a very controlled image to the world. People want to control their schedule. But when something uh, comes along that disrupts it, are you able to go with the flow? Or do you get antsy because you're not in control anymore? People want to control their kids. But as the kids grow older, parents learn that those youngsters like being independent and you lose control over them over time, which, you know, is probably the way it should be. Uh, we all have control over some things in our lives and we lack control on other things. We can't control the weather. We can't control the traffic or the price of groceries. We generally can control the time we get out of bed, and the time we go to bed and when we have our meals. To me, it all boils down to this. The only thing we really control is our reaction to what's going on. We can control how we deal internally with all the uh, external stimuli. We have to learn what we can control, what we can't, and of course have the brains to know the difference. And that's just back to the serenity prayer, I suppose. So what's in your control and what's out of your control? I do have a trade show tip of the week. It's a list from my book, uh, Trade Show Superheroes and Exhibiting Zombies. The list is seven things to do immediately upon returning from the trade show. See, you're at the trade show, the chaos of the trade show floor. A lot of that you don't have control over. But when you get back home, you can control how you're going to respond to all the stuff that you got back. So number one, make sure leads are delivered to the sales crew. Depending on the size of your organization, that may be hundreds of leads. And lots of salespeople could be a lot less. Make sure the leads get uh, good contact information and correct follow-up info. Who gets what and when. And make sure they're graded in terms of importance and urgency. Okay, number two, check the booth crates. You know, this is an easy step to let slide. Sometimes it goes to a, a different warehouse. Uh, maybe you have people there check it uh, there and let and get back to you. Uh, but, be, you know, take whatever time you need. Make sure the crates are were packed properly. Make sure all items are there and make sure everything is in good shape because we know how trade shows go. Things get bumped around, transported. Things can break and get damaged. So know what you're you're facing for the next show. Uh, compile and file all of those reports, travel expenses, products sold, samples given away, booth personnel, how they did, uh, comments from the staff, cost of the show, and so on. Number four, gather photos and videos. Those could be useful for social media, your company blog. Also, I uh, hope you took a lot of pictures at the show of your booth so you can know exactly what it looked like when it was there in case you need to reference it. Number five, gather any social media uh, or PR stats or things you got from the, the media itself. How many tweets and Facebook posts went up during the show? How many retweets, interactions? How many people saw things? How many videos were posted on YouTube? And how many views did they gather? What kind of impressions did you get from your media? Can you track that stuff? Good to know that stuff. Number six, give a report to the bosses. Not only will this show them the overall results, it'll help justify the expense of going to trade shows. We know trade shows 
are expensive. They're like a third of uh, a company's annual trade show marketing, roughly speaking. Uh, added benefits include having that information spread throughout the marketing team and management, showing trends from show to show, and giving you a go-to place for questions about the booth, shows, or anything re- related. Now, number seven, take a break. <laughs> You've earned it. That is our trade show guy, Monday Morning Coffee for this week. I'm Tim Patterson. So glad you were able to watch. Uh, one good thing, I'm going to just reference this again. Let's go back to the movie I mentioned earlier, John Cleese in Clockwise. Uh, track it down on Amazon or Netflix or one of those streaming movie services. Take a look. It's really funny. Very well done. Have yourself a great week.